Welcome everyone to the Proven Knowledge Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Church. I'm a music producer from Northeast Ohio. I began this weekly interview series to give you different perspectives on how to approach a career in the field from different artists, producers, engineers, and other great minds who share their stories on not only what's made them succeed, but also what has shaped them into the people that they are today. I hope you gain some real proven knowledge from the show and that it helps elevate you and your endeavors on your own journey towards success as well. Let's get into it. Going on, everyone. Welcome to episode 184 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series, the final episode of 2023. Today, we welcomed Dallas singer-songwriter Rebel Floor to the show. Very excited to have her here. Um, I connected with her on TikTok, saw her content, uh, discovered her song SOS as well. We got to touch on a lot of cool things today. Really, just her experience with you know over the past year and a half, almost two years now. Um, how she initially put out some songs on SoundCloud. One thing kind of led to another. She put out four singles this year in 2023. It's been doing a lot of open mics in the area. She talks about the people that she has met along the way. Uh, and just kind of, you know, be able to get her hands dirty, not be afraid to fail, and really not be afraid to put herself out there. And I love her just confidence in herself, you know, talking about having to say no to people, uh, wanting to collaborate with different people, all the different sides that go into being an independent artist. I think this episode is a fantastic way to close out 2023 and get you guys motivated as well, moving into the new year in 2024. So I really hope you guys enjoy this one. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right, welcome everyone to episode 184 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series, and today is the final episode of 2023. We're going out with a bang today. We have an amazing singer-songwriter from the Dallas area. Please, everyone, welcome Rebel Floor to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, I'm happy to have you here. Uh, I think it's going to be a great, you know, last episode finale of 2023 here. And, you know, to start off every episode, we have the guests give some background. You know, how did you get into music? How long have you been doing it? Just some basics for those that might not know you and what you do. Okay, so hello, hi. So my name is Kate, but my stage name is Rebel Floor. And for my background in music, I've been doing music actually actively since I was four years old. I used to sing in the Christian gospel circuit. I did that until about age 18 because um, my mom's a singer. She's active in the gospel community. But I actually stepped away from music for a while when I went to college because in my day job, I'm a registered nurse. So I had to step away and see what else I was capable of. And, you know, once I graduated and I moved and I got a job, I was like, yo, this stuff is great. But something feels missing. Something's not truly fulfilling in my life. And I realized I was missing music. So I started playing around with GarageBand on my Mac studio, just seeing what I could do and like temple together because I've always been writing lyrics forever. And, you know, you can never stop learning how to be a good songwriter. I have to like put that out there. Mm. And um, I just started making music and just releasing things on SoundCloud under my stage name Rebel Floor. I didn't even put a profile picture. I was like, if no one was watching, what would I make? And then... I decided to go to open mic with my song because my friends were like, you need to stop being shy. Like, you have some decent music. Like, come on, like, show people. So I took it out to open mic, and then people just loved it, and I kept going and meeting different people, and it's truly led me here. Hmm. 
What year was that then when you were doing the SoundCloud thing, when you were when you decided that you were going to start doing that? Was that like a few years ago? That was recently? Yeah. Or when was recent. it? It was last year. It was oh, probably year? like August 2022. Wow. Because I would record stuff, and I didn't know if it was good enough yet. I was like, man, this sounds good to me. Hmm. I'm jamming to it. But one time I had my – I'm friends with my neighbor. She came over, and she heard myself. She's like, who, who is that? She was trying to shazam it. I'm like, you won't find it. That's me. <laughs> And she's like, you need to put that on SoundCloud. So she made me make SoundCloud. And then um, actually also, and that was last year. Another way I got here too, I enrolled in a music program online called Musical Mastermind Accelerator with Melissa Mulligan. And it was like a Zoom online class for like 16 weeks that taught me things about music marketing, music business, how to, you know, do like a simple record, like, you know, work my way around logic, mm. better utilize GarageBand, learn how to be a better songwriter and just like be, you know, be who I'm being. Like, I don't know how else to say that, but that was also like what helped me. And that was at the beginning of this year. And I graduated from that in May. And then I just started doing open mic and releasing singles. Like I was just doing it and I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew I was doing something right because people were coming back for more. Mm -hmm. I think that's really what you have to do, especially when you're starting out, is you kind of got to get like, you can't be afraid to get messy with it. You know what I mean? And just kind of start trying things out and figure it out. And congrats on investing in yourself as well. Because I think that's something that a lot of artists, like they don't do. Like you just said, you sought out like more educational purposes on how to market, how to do things like that. Um, I've had an experience in that as well. And it's been super helpful just taking, you know, what you get from other people and applying it to your own journey. Uh, And especially early on, I can imagine that's helped out. A ton so it did mm. it did it did it's still messy though because like even though like people are like oh yes i love your stuff like i'm honestly i feel like i'm my own biggest hater i'm like eh, that was it that was mid oh my gosh but <laughs> i think that's any creator to be honest when you really yeah. love something you want to be of quality i know mm. that's kind of where i sit at yeah for sure and it, it, it's almost like you got to kind of you, you be your own uh, biggest critic and you got to be your biggest fan too at the end of the day and still put the stuff out there, which is hard to do for sure. Oh, it's so but, hard. Yeah. It, it is hard at times. Yeah. And where does the name come from, Rebel Floor? Because I, I didn't know if there was any significance to it or where you got it from, but like, what is the story behind that? So the story behind it, so I'm my mother's rebellious child. <laughs> um, and I've just always been a rebel. I've always asked why. Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? I've always been kind of like a um, a free thinker for myself. Mm-hmm. And I've always been called like a rebel and stuff like that. And this is going to sound so crazy, but my favorite perfume by Rihanna was Rebel Flor. <laughs> and um, when I was playing around with SoundCloud names, I had the bottle right there. And I'm like, let me just smell it different. And Flor, like, you know, that's flower in Spanish. Oh. I'm obsessed with flowers. I had a flower garden at my aunt's house growing up and we would like, she would teach me about all the different stuff. I, I'm a big nerd. There's a lot of fun facts <laughs> about me, but rubble floor just slapped it together. It's kind of like my metaphor in a way, because it's who I am. Like I'm delicate, like a flower. Cause some people will say like, Oh, I'm overly sensitive or whatever, but no, like the rubble part of me is strong. I'm a free spirit and I'm here mm-hmm. and you know, when I do what I love, especially which is music, it makes me feel beautiful. So Rebel Floor, that's kind of what I am. Yeah. Being able to embrace your true self through art, too. I think that's what being an artist is all about. 
at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah, that's super mm-hmm. awesome. It's scary at times too, because it's like, I've been just meeting different facets of myself because like, I've always, you know, tried to like, you know, be real with myself. Like, okay, like, what do I want? What is this? But it's just like, whoa, I never thought about that until I got to this level or that level. And yeah, it is very much expression. Like something that in 2024, I want to get better at is like expressing my artistry. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I definitely want to touch on that later in the episode as well as getting to your goals for the new year as well. Uh, I'm interested about your influences musically. It could have been, you know, even growing up or nowadays, like what artists are you listening to to kind of, you know, either get ideas from or draw inspiration from as well? Uh, Who's like been in rotation recently or like I said, when you were growing up and getting into music? Okay, so I'll start from growing up with a business in my rotation. So I love Anita Baker. I love me some Anita Baker. That soulful, soulful background. Yeah. Yes. I love Anita Baker, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder. I really like Al Green. I I love I love more of his songs than just Let's Stay Together. Like Al Green is such a magnificent soul. And then also kind of getting to like, you know, growing up, I loved Natasha Bedingfield. She's such a great songwriter from the UK. You've probably heard her song Unwritten. Yeah. I was gonna say that's from <laughs> my era as well, being a kid. So I love yeah. that song. Yep. And Corey Bailey Ray, I love her as, as well. Um, put your records on. I, I actually that was one of my first albums I bought as a child. Alicia Keys, I love Alicia Keys. And then Amy Winehouse, because like she evokes so much emotion out of her voice and with her stories. And then currently, what's been in my rotation? So I love a lot of everything. I listen to a lot of rock music these days. I've been listening to a lot of Pierce Savelle. Band of Skulls, shout out to Band of Skulls, I love them. And then ZZ Ward. I've heard of Pierce the Veil for sure. I'm not as big into mm-hmm. rock, but yeah, definitely to have, I can tell you have a lot of uh, different palettes too in the music. So it kind of makes and, sense that there's like different eras and different people in those eras too. The soulful side though, I can definitely hear that 100%. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. super awesome. And I'm definitely curious about, the songs you've dropped this year because you've dropped four singles in 2023. Um, I don't know if you want to give like a breakdown of every single song you've done or just kind of like what led you to doing those four songs this year as kind of your introduction then, since these are like you putting yourself out there because those songs are on all streaming platforms as well. So, you know, I, I feel like you probably had the most confidence in those ones to release them. So just talk about those a little bit and what went into putting those out and together. Okay. So kind of the basis of all of this is really rebellion because, um, so like I told you, I was in the music accelerator program, which in a way, like I kind of looked at them like as advisors, kind of like they couldn't like control what I did, but I did it anyway. So I was telling the director, I was like, Hey, I want to drop a song. She's like, just wait, wait, wait. You know what I mean? Like, you know, take a step back. Like, you know, maybe like work on it some more. See what else you need to do. So I was like, okay, fine. So I waited because I wrote SOS in January 2023, this year. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was singing it at Open Mic, Open Mic. And I went to a different Open Mic one day. And I sat down, I was just chilling. I was listening and there was a guitarist that went up there. And I heard him like playing a familiar tune to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, I like this. And then this man starts singing my lyrics. How'd that happen? So what I'm guessing, so I walked up to him like after he was done his performance. I was like, hey, um, I liked your song. 
that reminds me a lot of my song I have. He's like, oh, yeah, were you the girl? I heard you sing an open mic, and I just love the song so much. I just want to do my own rendition. And that's when I knew I'm like, I'm sitting on a gold mine here. <laughs> Let me figure out how to copyright this mm-hmm. thing. And see, so then shortly after, I just kind of like went on my own like self-discovery of like, okay, how do I put this out here for everyone to hear it? Because a lot of people liked it. People were like, hey, when's this out? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So I just decided to drop it. It took me... I want to say three months to perfect it. And honestly, even to this day, I still don't feel like the song SOS is perfected, but you know, it's a masterpiece of its own making. So, and it's like my baby in a way, because within that song, I wrote that from a very personal place. Cause I went through a lot of like platonic friendship breakups in the year 2022 and just like losing people. And I was like, my gosh, SOS God, like what is wrong with me? <laughs> and just like, in a way, the song is me like singing my feelings to those people and also like being self-aware and reflecting on myself. Like, okay, I am self-aware enough to know that I am sometimes the problem, but I'm also compassionate enough to myself to know when it's like, Hey, I have to leave you behind because you're not good for me either. Mm. So that's where SOS came from. But actually, one of the songs that I dropped, some of these, the reason why I dropped these is because I had written them down the longest, except Break a Heart. Break a Heart was kind of like a whim of a song. Like, I wrote it. I love the beat so much. And one of my biggest influences, I'm actually wearing her shirt, Kali Uchis. I really like Kali Uchis and how she... She has, like, this effortless, like, finesse with her voice. Like, she's capable of so much, but she holds back. And um, with Break a Heart, I was experimenting with a style of, like, writing, like, I was Haley Williams, like, saying these, like, really, like, in-your-face lyrics. Like, if you want to break your heart, break your own. It's your fault. While also having, like, this sultry, like, grit with my voice as well. Hmm. That was actually a song, like, I actually didn't want to drop that. It was people that asked me to put that out. So it was really interesting with that one. And then the two that came after that, which is Got You and Evergreen. Evergreen got leaked. I actually never meant to put that out. How'd that happen? (laughs) So, you know what the, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but you know the. um, You are, by the way. Mess around and find out. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what I was doing. So um, oh, I was just experimenting on DistroKid. I'm like, oh, like, it would be so cute to myself to drop a song on my birthday. So I had this, like, picture I really like. So I, like, put Evergreen on it and put my, like, Rubble Floor signature. And I said, all right, there it is. And I just clicked something and I went to bed, didn't think about it. The next day, the song was out everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even promo it. I got nothing. So... With that happening to that song, that's why I gave it a music video as well. Because mm. I'm like, man, I really did not do this song justice, and this is a good song. So at least let me put like a little visual together with what I'm able to do. So <laughs> I got together with um, a collaborator that I met from Open Mic. He mm. he does film photography, and he helped me since he liked me. He did it for a very low cost, and then um. Everything else was just me and my friend just trying to figure it out. Like, I love doing the music side, like singing, songwriting, but editor, directing, I'm like, mm. like a videos, I mean, mm-hmm. videography. It can be a little challenging, but 
that's kind of, I guess, you know, being an independent artist. Yeah. Got to do a little bit of everything on your own. So. You do. And then for Got You, lastly, Got You. So Got You was technically the first song I ever released on SoundCloud. Mm. And that's the first song I ever did. And, um, I'm still trying to figure out how that song was born because it really, it began as a freestyle that I just kept like singing the words over and over and over. And it's kind of like an interpolation of the song of Same Old Love by Selena Gomez. So I just kind of like infused it together because honestly, like I, tying back into the message of SOS, I had been through like a lot of platonic like friendship breakups and I was really just trying to make sense of things to myself, even though things aren't always meant to make sense Mm -hmm. in the moment. I was just like, well, you know, I got you, fought you, love you like that. Even though we're not friends anymore, we're not connected, like, you know, I still hold a love for you and I care for you. Even though you're not eating at my table, I'm still like, hey, do you? Hmm. That's just kind of like the person I am. Yeah, I definitely I definitely love how all of these have their own story, too. You know what I mean? I can tell that they all mean, like, a certain thing to you in their own way as well, which I think yeah. is the greatest part to, to hear that from artists and you know, what the experience was like. This, the song getting leaked, that's wild. I don't know if I've heard that one, but it's it's good yeah. to hear that it kind of still got its own. You, you were able to shine the light on it still. You know what I mean? So. I, I, you know, I can't say I tried. I did, I did. I did the best I yeah. could. Even though I accidentally leaked my own. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And I like I said, you know, just, I, I think just being able to, kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is like, a lot of this stuff is always going to be trial and error, I think, you know what I mean? Even just like the releases and like how they're received by people. And, uh, but I think a common theme from what you're telling me is that they're all received in a certain way where it's like, you're being very vulnerable in these songs. People are relating to the vulnerability, you know what I mean? Which I I think is like a connection point in music with a lot of our favorite artists is where we like the artists that they aren't afraid to put themselves in those positions for the sake of the art. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like with these songs, like you said about SOS, the story you told with that one, it's like, I feel like a lot of people probably heard it and they could relate to that in their own way. So that makes total sense and why that's able to happen. So um, I think the moral of the story there is just, like, continue to do that and, like, do it in different ways and uh, just see how it's how it's received. But I think as long as you're being genuine and showing people that those different sides of you, that'll always come back, like, the same energy will. So I think that's super cool. And uh, thanks for sharing the breakdown of all those. Because like I said, I could tell they all had their own unique place. You know what I mean? So definitely super they cool. Do. Like in a way, like these these songs, like um, I feel like I may sound cliche like other artists, but truly these songs are like a piece of my mind. Hmm. Like I have a lyric in SOS where it's like, you know, living in my head, the rent is high up here because I'm an overthinker. And what helps me make sense of the world is writing. Like, I'm, I'm a big journaler. I'll, like, write anything down. Like, I have lists. I have, if you could see behind my computer screen, I have, like, sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> like, writings. And I even have, like, you know, like, uh, okay, this one's scribbled. But I have a lyrics book, and it's almost done. There's a lot in it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Like, that really makes me feel good. I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen a lot i talk a lot sometimes no that's all good and this is what this podcast is about too is just hearing like what goes into it for each artist and each artist's story is totally different as well so being able to hear it from the individual on like what went into it and maybe the trials that they had things like that it's 
that's all we want to hear. So super awesome. And I know you mentioned, you know, you, you met somebody at an open mic that helped you with videos, things like that. Yes. Who else have you been meeting at the open mics or maybe other collaborators you want to give a shout out to on this episode? Maybe people that uh, you're working with on production or, you know, whatever. Who do you want to give a shout out to? So I want to shout out Melissa Mulligan, first of all. She is the one that really empowered me and said, hey, you can do this, girl. You got this. You got it. Then I also, so um, I want to shout out Juice MC. So he's one of the first collabs that I ever got to have. I have a song called Pity Party. I haven't shined a lot of light on it, but I actually met him through TikTok. And he actually came through with a verse for the song in a timely manner and really met me where I was at, like, emailed me, texted me, and I would send him the song, like, hey, what do you think? He would give me, like, his critique and say, hey, like, change this here and there, because I'm also a vocal engineer for my music, and um, I'm just really appreciative with him really meeting me where I'm at, because I want to collaborate more, but with certain artists in Dallas, it's hard to find them, like, I find an artist, and they sound great, like, there's this girl, I'm also going to shout her out, I'm waiting for the collab, though, her name is Mac, like, M-A-C, K and she gives very much so like a Rico nasty like but also she sings too and she has like a soft voice like Billie Eilish mm. and I really want to get her on a song but it's been hard to like track her down so my goals in 2024 is just to really get some more collaborations like off the ground because I really love collaborating and it's a skill to be able to work with people mm. It's like, you know, things could be different or, you know, communicating with people. And I just, and also like when two, you know, when two artists come together and they have like a similar vision and you make something and it just like comes to life and it's just so beautiful. That's the best part of collaborating, honestly. Doing That's that. what I'm looking yep. to have more. So I have to shout out those people. And also um, the videographer that I met from Open Mic, his name is Pertouche. That's him. He's actually like, He's tagged on the Evergreen music video. So if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, you'll see Evergreen. You can't miss it. His work is right there. Hey, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick minute out to let you know how you can become a monthly supporter of the show. So if you click on the show description in your podcast platform, you'll see the words support this podcast toward the bottom. And you can follow that link to sign up. You have the options of donating a dollar, five dollars or ten dollars a month. And that'll be used towards making the show a better experience for you as the listener. Uh, that means new and exciting guests, giveaways, and a lot more that we can continue to provide for you. So feel free to click that link and check it out. Or visit anchor.fm backslash proven knowledge backslash support to contribute today. And for now, let's get back into the episode. Super, super awesome. And I definitely, I, I always look at um, collaborating. It's almost like both people have to be on the right path at the same time like timing is everything for collaboration too i think so even the one even the people you haven't gotten in touch with yet i mean you never know it could take a while but once you get there you know what i mean like you could end Mm -hmm. up making something super awesome so definitely best of luck on that so i'm really glad we're touching on that because like one thing i'm learning is to like you know also have the self-control as an artist to like also say like no and not let like ambition like take me Mm -hmm. like that's definitely like a lesson i've learned because like people will hit my dm like let's work and i've never met them in my life (laughs) is um, it let's work with the fire emoji right or it's just like (laughs) oh you fire let's collab and like you know i have said yes before and then like 
whenever I'm like speaking, cause like, I'm also like a, I, I'm an assertive person. So whenever I have communication, if I'll just like say something a certain way, like, you know, I don't mean anything mean by it. I'm just saying what I'm trying to say. And I know sometimes people, they don't know me. They can like be like, Oh, like who is this girl? I don't know about her. So I like to try and touch base with my collaborators and be like, Hey, this is me. This is my work style. Like something that my mentor always told me, and I have it right here on the sticky note when it's like, when I want to collab, it's like, okay, like, do I like you? Do we see eye to eye? How will you make this happen? How can you help me? What are we doing with this creation? Mm -hmm. That type of situation. So that's like a big lesson I've tried to, well, I've been learning currently and learning this year because you know, there's a lot of amazing artists out there. There's a lot of great singers, but sometimes if you can't, like, you know, meet on the same path or timing, I have to go with other options and figure out, like, okay, what am I going to do for my song, yeah. for my art? You got you to gotta always put yourself first and not be afraid to do that, which is, I know that's hard for some people, um, mm -hmm. but the more, I think the more you go, you want to put yourself first more and more, and you see the vision for what you're doing. Uh, and like you said, they got to be able to meet you at that vision and it has to be kind of a mutual thing as well. So, uh, I absolutely agree with that 100%. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about, um, the people in your life, you know, you, you respect them from afar, you know what I mean? But it's like, they can't always sit at the table. It's kind of the same thing with collaboration as well, uh, in a different way. So definitely. Yeah. And like another lesson that I've learned this year too is just like you know sometimes like doing business with friends isn't always the best thing to do hmm. it's not um it's a quick little story I know I have so many stories <laughs> but um I have a friend like he's a great guitarist he's he like he's good at all styles of guitar like Spanish R&B rock like I like I care about this person but we recently did a show together and um Things just didn't like work out as well. Like certain things like happened, and um, of course, not throwing anyone under the bus. That's not what I'm here to do. But like in the end, and like you know, I tried to like you know come to him about it, and say like, hey, these are my thoughts and perceptions of the situation. Like, what do you think? And he came back with like you know a perception, and he had a really good perception. I completely see his side. But then he just like he was like, hey, I'm really hurt by the situation, and he's just completely like left. Mm. And I'm like, dang, it really sucked because like you know we were friends. And because, like, you know, I came to him with a certain critique, and I guess he also came with me a certain energy, it just kind of, like, the friendship just kind of, like, disappeared. And it really sucks, because, like, I care about him. People have to take their time in their own ways. Mm. But, you know, that definitely happens. So, like, I just always tell people, like, hey, like, try not to, like, have your expectations, like, super sky high of everything, because not everything will always, like, go how you want it mm. to go. And also, like, you know, have grace with yourself and have grace with other people. Yeah. And that could be even outside of music, too. That's really life yeah. in general. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am curious for you because, like you said earlier, you're, you're a registered nurse. And I think I saw a video you posted actually about this where you were talking about, uh, like, work-life balance and, like, how you balance music with work and with everything else you have going on. It's so like, what does that look like for you on a daily basis, especially now where you're doing these open mics, you're probably recording more, writing more, but you also have work and those other things to do. Like, how how's that been going? Oh, let me say this in a nice way. My schedule's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have to take it week by week. Uh-huh. So um, I'm a lot of things. So like I'm also married. I have to make time for like, you know, my husband, mm. my dog, my friends, myself. I just have to really stay organized and have my planner. And sometimes like, so I work about two to three days a week. I work a day shift job. I work at a clinic. So that's great. And um, I really keep my music life separate from my work life. Like I work for a doctor and I, I, I think he stalks me at this point. He's like, Oh, I saw this on Facebook. And I'm like, we're not even friends on Facebook, Jeff. Like what the hell? <laughs> but um, you know, I just really keep an aggressive boundary with work and music because people see me when they come and see me at my job, you know, I'm a healthcare provider. Mm. I am a source of like, you know, like reassurance, hope. And also like, sometimes I'm the person that gives you bad news too, but you know, okay. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm answering the question right. What the balance looks like for me is different each week because I don't always get to have the same set of work days sometimes the same open mics are each week sometimes I really have to pick and choose sometimes I have to say hey I'm gonna have to miss out on this like this week there's gonna be this really cool open mic at the Statler Statler hotel in downtown Dallas and sign up start at 6 30 but I get off work at basically five six o'clock so sometimes I'm like "Mm, man I have to pick and choose what I'm going to be able to do and really utilize the things I do do (laughs) <laughs> to my advantage because I can't make everything and as good as I make it look or effortless like it really takes a lot of like planning and coordinating and communication because it's not easy but I'm living I'm doing my best yeah. and I'm happy oh. I, I can say that with my chest like I'm happy I think I think more than anything that's the most important thing too you know what I mean being able to be as happy as we can be. And like you said, you just got to do your best every single day and it's never going to be perfect either. I, I know, I feel like a big part of even being an artist or like a musician you, is the sacrifices you got to make too. And it's like, you, you feel that I think no matter like what level you get to, you always feel like you got to make the sacrifices or like you can't be everywhere at once, which is the tough part. I think the love is what keeps you going. And even in your career and then the people around you too, it's like, yeah, that support system, you have like that around you as well. And you love what you're doing. That'll always get you through it too. So. Yeah. Cause it's me through music. Cause honestly, I've tried to quit music so many times and mm-hmm. something my mentor told me, she's like, you can try and quit music, but it'll never quit you. Exactly. We can try You try and run for your, pa- for your passions. You know what I mean? It always finds its way back. So. It sure does. Absolutely. And, I would bring this one full circle. Like mine came after me ferociously. Mm. It really did because if you would have told me a year ago I would be doing this, I would say you're fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> ferociously in I a good way, though. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. I don't think that. <laughs> no, like, okay. I guess not for us. Like, but seriously, no, seriously though. Like it came after me fiercely. Like mm. music missed me. Yeah. Like I can seriously like see where I'm like. This may, like, no, this is just something I believe. I just believe music seriously needs me because I took, like, almost a six-year hiatus. Like, I didn't tell nobody I sang. And I come from, I'm not from Dallas. I'm from Texas. I'm very much so a Texas girl. But no one in Dallas knew I sang. Now, quite a few people in Dallas know I sing. Mm -hmm. Not everybody. We hope one day. But 
it's really a beautiful experience and it's such a process like each day. Yeah. That's super great. Super great to hear. And that kind of leads me into my last few questions here. These are more life related ones. I ask them on every episode. The first one is if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself a piece of advice, maybe not change anything at all. What do you think you would do? I would tell myself to go for music straight up, mm-hmm. like go for it. Like you, like if I could tell my past self, like me at 18, I'd be like, go for it. You're missing nothing. The only thing I needed to do was to get out of my hometown and not go to college there. Although I did. <laughs> and it's only that's because I still had a good degree. Yeah. Like no shade to my hometown, no shade, but I could have went to a, music college that would have really equipped me and who knows we'll never know Hmm. but I would tell myself go for music don't overthink it because I also play instruments that's not something people know about me I played clarinet for 10 years I played cello and I'm really musically inclined there's a lot that I have to show the world and I could have cultivated it better Hmm. I think the good thing is though there's always time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's super, it's like we look back and we're like, we could have done this, this, and this, but I feel like it always catches us in the right moment too. So I think that's super, super cool. And if we flip that then and we say 10 years from now, where do you think you envision yourself in music or just in life in general? You know, I envision myself, I'm probably doing music full time by then. I'm probably going to be doing music full time. I feel like, you know, playing big stages, like, is great. Like, you know, like, being, like, a big name. Like, oh, like, Doja Cat, Beyonce, Rihanna. And, you know, I know I have the potential for that. But I love to be an artist that just does music. I tour around. Like, I can gather 100 people to an intimate space to have Mm -hmm. a good show. And I'll probably... No, let me, I'm manifesting right now. I'm manifesting. <laughs> I'll have I'll have a fan base. I'll be doing music. I envision myself being like a Corinne Bailey Ray, but in my own way. Mm. Because like not a lot of people know her, but she has hits on hits on hits. And is she that songwriter? Yes. Is she that singer to me? Yes. And that's ultimately what I really want to do is music and bring everyone together, have a good time and. Hopefully, like, I'm doing, like, choreo- like choreograph, like, scenes right in. Like, that'll just be great. And I also hope I'm in the industry, like, you know, been able to collaborate more, m- maybe co-writing on, like, you know, bigger artist songs and stuff like that. Because I think I'm a good songwriter because I always know there's a better way to say something in a song. Hmm. So I-, I really hope that's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's super, super incredible. It's like being a silent killer. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody knows you're there, but you're always doing something you always got your hand in something so <laughs> that's low-key me i'm literally like <laughs> i try not to tell everyone my next moves mm-hmm. because i really like people to anticipate like okay yeah. like what's she gonna do now keep i them, really love that keep them guessing you know yeah. i love a surprise yeah. i personally love being surprised so it could surprise me i'm like i'm gonna shake your hand <laughs> <laughs> And we got our final question here, and that is, do you have any final words of wisdom for the listeners? And basically final words of wisdom for the year, because this is, you know, the last episode of 2023. Yes, sir. I have to say, trust your gut. Trust your gut. 
trust your gut in all that you do with your artistry, your expression, with yourself. Because I believe in the phenomena of intuition. That we have this inner knowing, like what we want to do, what we need to do. And when you don't listen to that voice, you're ultimately portraying yourself. So for anyone that's listening, if you're interested in music, if you want to pursue it, it's okay to start, start somewhere. Just please start. Like, don't say it's not perfect. It's not like this. It's not like Rebel. It's not like Anthony. No, start because we all have to start somewhere. Post that video on YouTube, post that Instagram reel, get on Snapchat, whatever is your platform, whether it's Lemonade, TikTok, any of that, put yourself out there because trust me, if no one's watching, what would you make? Trust me, someone will come around looking for you. I promise because it happened to me. Hmm. If that doesn't motivate you going into the new year, I don't know what will, people. So, exactly. (laughs) But I got to say thank you so much again, Rebel. I appreciate it so much. This was a great episode, great way to end the year. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do in 2024, everything you got going. Congrats on what you're doing and keep up the good work. We're going to have to do this again soon. Definitely. Please have me back. And thank you so much for having me here. Like, this means a lot to me to come on a podcast with you, Anthony, and, like, talk about music, not talking about other, like, nonsense, but, like, actually, like, <laughs> and, you know, the thought that goes in there. I uh, really appreciate you. I, I really hope to be back here again. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That was episode 184. We will not be back next week. It is our week off for the end of the year, as this was our final episode of 2023. But, you know, I just want to say... Thank you guys so much for another full year of interviews. This was the third full year of the Proven Knowledge Podcast. You know, everybody that has listened, all the artists, producers, engineers, anyone else that has been on this show this year, thank you guys for the continued support. You know, it's always appreciated. Um, I am looking forward to doing this again in 2024. We got some exciting things on deck for you. A lot more guests. Hopefully we can keep inspiring you guys keep doing your thing uh no matter what your path is in music i just wanted to take this time once again to say you know i appreciate all of you guys uh whether you're going to be checking in now or you're going to hear this episode way down the line either way you know you took time out of your day to listen to myself ramble on and listen to this platform and you know that that means a lot and that's what we do it for so you know we will see you guys in two weeks picking it back up with another new episode Uh, but enjoy your holiday enjoy your new year and we will see you for a fresh start in 2024 so until then take care and have a great rest of 2023